This is the We Talk Nerd Podcast. A podcast sponsored by PixelPubGaming.com. This podcast is about everything nerd covering games, movies, comics, and technology. Now, now it's time, time to, to get, get nerdy. nerdy. I'm your host, Brandon, and this is The Way. I'm Andrew, and Baby Yoda is hot right now. I'm Rob, and I stream all the things on all my screens. All of them. All All the things on all the screens. So, uh, yeah, it's been, we took another little bit of break for the holidays, but we're back again. Mm -hmm. And uh, this week, we're going to talk about this new fangled technology called streaming for video games. What? Mm-hmm. I mean, the technology's yeah. been there. It's just more honed on cloud gaming, so cloud streaming. Yeah, and so, then... yeah we're going to talk about like GeForce Now and um, Shadow Shadow yeah. Gaming, right? And uh, <laughs> OnLive, right? Those are the three, big three? Yeah, those are the big three. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> really? No. We're talking about the ones that uh, are coming either already here or coming soon to you. For uh, this year and next year. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think xCloud, I'm not sure about the release date. But we there is a preview, and that's where we're mm-hmm. one of the things we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're under... So xCloud, Stadia... Uh... If there was an NDA, I didn't read it, so... <laughs> so I don't. So think it doesn't it, apply yeah, to me. If there's an NDA, it doesn't apply to me. Well, we could talk me. about... Uh... <laughs> yeah, so... So I, I pre-ordered the Stadia a long time ago, so I can talk about my experience with that. Um, but also, uh, you know, um, Andrew and I got into the Project X Cloud uh, mm-hmm. beta, so we're gonna pull back some coverage. Which, on if that. you don't know, is Microsoft mm-hmm. Xbox esque themed yes. service. It's their foray into it. That's right. Uh-huh. So I I know Rob, you purchased the Founders Edition of Stadia, yes. mm-hmm. and that came with the controller. Yep, came with the controller. It came with Destiny Two. Huh. Uh yeah, <laughs> and of course the yeah, dis- the despite that service. I didn't I didn't cancel my <laughs> order, <laughs> and then of course the 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 actual service of 4K the what would you call the pro tier is that right Yeah, so I'll do a virtual unboxing here. So I you know remove the uh, the cellophane wrapper and open ASMR it. here yeah and hey, yeah here's here's your ASMR <laughs> unboxing <laughs> um, yeah, it's perfect perfect. 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 Excellent. Sorry for whoever his eardrums are bleeding from that. Sorry for your bleeding eardrums. Uh, yeah, so virtual unboxing is uh, you crack open the top and staring at you right in your face is a Stadia controller that really just looks like any console controller you've seen over the past You didn't feel any kind years. of special yeah. joy from it. You're just like, oh, It controller. looks just like your Xbox or PlayStation mm-hmm. 2 controller. It's, it's so similar. In fact, I was... I get them a little confused because they sit next to me on my uh, my end table. <laughs> and I'm, I've often grabbed for the Stadia when I meant to be grabbing for like the Xbox. So yeah, very very similar. So what I mean to say is, if you're used to Xbox controllers, this Stadia is going to feel just right at home, very comfortable. Nice. So after you after you remove that, uh, sitting under there is the the console, uh, which is really just a a um, a Chromecast Ultra. Uh, the 4K uh, one oh. with the, it's got the ability to be uh, hardwired to your network, and I'd recommend that. Um, I didn't. I tried a little bit on Wi-Fi, and it worked fine on my phone. Uh, but 
doing uh doing the 4K streaming over Wi-Fi was choppy. Um, was not a great. That experience. makes sense. That makes sense though. Yeah, which is why it includes pretty it. taxing to be honest. Right. So hard coded, I'll tell you that the uh, you know that that ran pretty good, and I'll get a little bit more into that. But to continue with the um, the unboxing, the visual unboxing, yeah, the visual unboxing, hmm. um, and the next thing was the bottom of the box. That was it. There was nothing oh, else in the small yeah, box. Not a whole huh? lot. Um, there was a little welcome packet that basically says, you know, you've got Destiny Two. Threw up on my mouth. Yes. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's all crap. Crumbled yeah. up. Trash. Um, all right. But on the on the flip side, they actually did uh, give us Samurai Showdown, a um, a kind of a quick twitch uh, fighting game. Um, it's a new remake. Uh, you know, 3D graphics and all that sort of thing, which is really interesting because Stadia has not had the smoothest of launches, and this game really needs the high frame rate and the high. Uh, you know, the, the quick uh, response time. Is that an exclusive? I don't think it's an exclusive. I want to say it was available for sale on other platforms, but I I, I couldn't mm. promise that. I'll look it up. A little extra bonus, though. A little extra bonus. Yeah, but it was included for free, and that, that was nice. I, that was unexpected. Um, I played it for a little bit. I, I used to play Samurai Showdown back in the day, so it was, it was cool to see it. So, but I did spend probably three or four hours playing Destiny 2 over the first two nights uh, just to... Get reacclimated, play some of the new Shadow Keep and um, test it content. really, and yeah. and exactly just to test it out. And really, what I came away with was this is going to be fine for console players to replace their consoles if that's what they choose to do. Um, if you are a current Xbox One or PlayStation Four user, uh, this is not going to. It's not a huge difference um, in terms of the responsiveness and everything. It I did a little bit of, you know, just visual testing, you know, what did I, how did I feel playing it? How floaty did it feel? But then I also read a lot of uh, online reports too, as far as benchmarks and everything else. And really it's only adding about, it's under a 10th of a second of latency, which can probably feel a little disconnected, but truthfully in a game like destiny, it's or pretty at least good running around. It wasn't yeah. bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was able to just run around. I participated in some uh, in some uh, public events. I did some um, uh, running around doing some patrols. It all felt fine. Um, I know I was telling you a little bit about this. You expressed that there would be some quick twitch stuff that would be hard to replicate in there. But I would I would be hard pressed to think that you would be so limited that you wouldn't be able to participate. I, I really feel like if you were playing this already in on PC or already on a console. You'd probably feel fine. That's now, really uh, you. yeah. Good. Oh, sorry. Yeah, what were you saying? No, it's really it's really a fantastic feedback because um, really, it's, remember in Destiny Two, Stadia is a different platform in general. That mm -hmm. means the people that will play have to play with Stadia members. Yes. Which the end game, you know, requires a lot of communication. Which I hopefully ask about like, about that later. How the how the communication is, but then of course. That that twitchiness that you need you need that that to be on point or else you can miss something and wipe the team. So it's good to hear as all mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Well, you're gonna be excited to hear that I did not test out the voice capabilities whatsoever. Okay. Okay. Uh, I did not <laughs> check it all. There is a uh, audio port on the controller, so similar okay. to the Xbox or PlayStation uh, PlayStation Four, um, you're able to um, 
to jack in there and be able to talk across it. Uh, there were options for uh, in-game uh, voice. So mm-hmm. it seems like that's managed through the game itself, not through Stadia as a service. Understood. That makes sense. For the, for the games that actually have audio capabilities. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Great. Awesome. Yeah. So I, the, the only thing though? I would mention, so all that was fine. What, what I'm, okay, and we'll we'll go a little bit into that. But I'll tell you the major gripe I think I would have is that if I was a, um, you know, a, a PC Destiny two player or an active, uh, Destiny two player on PC, and then I picked up Stadia, probably the first thing I'll tell you is it doesn't look quite as sharp, which is really odd because I am playing this in four K. Uh, the problem mm-hmm. there is that they're not really rendering it at the highest levels. It's not with all the bells and whistles turned on. Uh, it is in 4K, which is cool, but it, it's almost like you're streaming in 4K with medium details, right? So that's uh, a bit of a down downer there. And Destiny's still Destiny's always looked very good, and it continues to look good on Stadia. Uh, where I was seeing some big discrepancies was with the uh, Red Dead Redemption too. Okay, uh, they were showing some differences there. And that was night and day. That that was just that that was a huge visual downgrade from the consoles uh, going to Stadia. Hmm. Hmm. Any any news about that, or they just that's the way it will be? Well, since this is really a PC emulated type of experience, right. um, It's <laughs> I think we've all heard that Red Dead uh, Redemption Two is not running great on PCs. It's not. So right. it, nope. it's probably more related to that as opposed to. It's not, you know, for Stadia. Really what it feels like is a bit of a walled garden for to be able to play some of the games that I already have on Steam, which is going to be interesting because the biggest complaint I have about about this over, you know, the, um, you know, maybe just some of the selection of the games is that the pricing of the games is not particularly great. So you're paying 10 bucks a month for the privilege of being able to play in 4K. Mm-hmm. So that means in roughly two years, you'll be spending about what you would spend on a console, right? 240 Maybe let's stretch that out to uh, three years. It would have been the same as if you had gone out and bought an Xbox One X or a, or a PS4 Pro, right? Yeah. The problem is that you have to pay for the games separately. They're, there's They do bundle some in, but there's not really a whole lot of like first, you know, first party titles or anything like that. So for your 10 bucks a month, you know, what else do you get? And so far, what I've seen has not been, you know, a great amount of games and certainly not a lot of good deals. Uh, Most of the games that are available for Stadia are pretty old and full price. And then I believe that they had said that, you know, just like Xbox, just like PlayStation, your subscribers, your pro subscribers will have discounts and will have free games. Is that correct? Yes, that is true. Um, I believe if you're in, so here's the thing: is they haven't really pulled back the covers on what uh, what it's like for non-pro members right now. No, because they everyone haven't. that's playing yeah. is a pro member. Yes, um, you have to have been a either a founder or a uh, on the buddy pass, uh, buddy ticket uh, to be able to play. Now, uh, I have I still have my buddy ticket that I'm more than happy to hand out to anyone that wants it. The downside is they have to buy a seventy dollar controller to be able to play it first. <laughs> Right. Hang on, you can't use another controller. No, you have to use the seventy dollars Stadia <laughs> controller. So I'm I'm more than happy to hand this out oh. to either of you two. Here or you go. One of our lucky listeners, reach, right, right, reach right. out. Um, 
someone, someone out there who has a Stadia controller, but no, no, like pass. Yeah, Stadia. and you would have had to buy chance. it pretty early because those things not only did they sell out pretty quick, but they were on back order for a long time too. So you would have had to plan ahead that someone was going to give you a buddy ticket uh, to be able to play. So, um, so yeah, I'm just waiting for now, to buy this can controller. I, do I? Am I forced? Am I forced to buy the games through the Stadia service, or if I own them somewhere else, can I use it? Yeah, no. Stadia? that would be really sweet, right? The answer is no. Not, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, you have to buy it through the Stadia platform. Yeah. You have to. Not only do you have to buy it through the Stadia platform, you have to buy it through the Stadia app on your phone. Uh, you, there is no. Uh, we're, we are no longer. This podcast is no longer available on the Google uh, services. <laughs> oh yeah, we're getting right now. We're getting downranked. Uh, yeah, I think what would have been a nice experience because I, I, I've always joked that my favorite game to play on Xbox One is the Marketplace. Um, but on Stadia, I really feel like if I could just browse through the games and, and seeing how they look, like sometimes you, you go through on the Xbox Marketplace or the PlayStation um, store and you find a game and it's playing the you know trailer and it's showing you the, the gameplay and everything. And it looks awesome. And you're like, oh, I can see myself playing this right on this TV, like right here. Like, in seconds, I could be doing this. With Stadia, the problem is that you can't really browse through the games to play them. It's you log in, you have your library, and then you can go through and try to do it. And if you go to like buy games, it says please use your phone to buy <laughs> to buy games and provide them. <laughs> nice. That's another thing I've been hearing though about the setup. You guys don't have phones. Yeah, don't uh, you guys have phones? There you go. No, I think that's what it was. It was the setup like, for people. Yeah. A huge compliment to Stadia on one thing that no one else, nothing else I've ever played has been able to compete with this. And that is when I logged in and I clicked on um, Destiny 2 to play, I was playing immediately. I didn't have to install the game. I didn't have to like download any patches. There was no you know updating or anything like that. It was just immediate. I logged in. I clicked on it. I started playing and that was really gratifying because, you know, I think we've all been in that experience. It's like, Oh man, I can't wait to play this game. And Oh yeah, there's a 500 megabyte patch that has to be downloaded and applied first. In this case, destiny, if you actually installed it, it's a hundred gigabytes, probably in out of that after, after the installation, probably 50 gigs of updates. You'd be waiting a, a day or like half mm-hmm. a day or something like that. So, yeah. Well, maybe uh, <clears throat> in certain locations, Faster locations, Bad. understood, Bad. understood. But no, I, I totally agree with you. That is the plus for Stadia, no patches and updates. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't have to have, other than, other than hardware-wise, you can have your phone, you can have, it has to be a mm-hmm. Pixel, right? With that, we have to state that it has to be a Pixel 3 and above or something like that. Or not Pixel. on your phone? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a Pixel 2. This is getting Pixel 2 or Pixel 3 worse. and above. Either way, there's a, there's a cutoff. Um, and then, of course, you have to have... Well, you, you could play on pretty much almost any Android phone, if I remember correctly. Um, that The xCloud had a limitation, I think, with the Pixel, but um, we, we'll talk about that in, in a little bit. Okay. But, I was actually thinking that it was only the Pixel 2, uh, Pixel mm-hmm. 2 and above or something like that. Yeah, no. It's, might, it's might essentially, it basically leverages the Chromecast capability uh, to, to do that. So there's really okay. not a whole lot of... Uh, power needed on your phone to be able to render this stuff i was playing destiny 2 on my on my pixel 4 and mm-hmm. it looked great it, it played fine i was i was very happy with it then there's the they showed it off a lot these are just reviews as well i've been watching the the transition between let's be we're going from your phone 
to a laptop to a TV Chromecast. Mm -hmm. It was very seamless, and it, it leaves exactly. you off right where you were, which is very impressive to me because that's all that's all done. Yeah, the the seamlessly. convenience factor is. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's tough to overstate that because maybe I'm just so used to playing on like one screen or something like that. Like it doesn't it hasn't really sunk in what I can do with it yet. You know, so. Mm -hmm. Maybe in time I'll grow to love it more, um, but I really need a better game than Destiny Two to keep me um, occupied. Right, and I'm not quite willing to drop sixty bucks on a game I've already paid sixty bucks for somewhere else, or even twenty bucks in some cases. Um, the Rise of the Tomb Raider uh, Definitive Edition is is sixty dollars uh, on Steam. When really it's like t it's probably like twelve. They're 15 bucks where you can get it anywhere else. Yeah, uh, it's it's been available for sale and maybe even on like Game Pass at some point. So I think so. Yeah. It's really tough to say that I could justify getting a Stadia and buying the games because really the games they're offering are, you know, not the... They're good games. Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey is one of them and it does have the full-blown yeah. version like the with the, you know, deluxe and gold and everything, but it costs $120. <laughs> So if you were trying to sell this to Brandon, how, how would you try to sell this to him? Like, um, wait a year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wait a year. Yeah. To me, it sounds like this is very yeah. early. Uh, it definitely has room for mm -hmm. improvement. Yeah. Are you an early adopter? For me, the answer is yes. I, I always jump on these things yeah. right away when they're coming out. So it is, it is a cool, I do think it is a cool and, uh, Mm -hmm. technology and uh yeah the text on tonight but as a like as a service i don't think it's viable for an everyday consumer i right think now. it's more geared to an everyday consumer because you're unlikely okay, I, don't, I don't know could you could you go and like say hey instead of buying this xbox so much you just get this and you know play these 12 Certainly. games um well we'll think about this like if you go through the setup and just take a quick minute on this uh, you know, two identical consumers go to the store. One buys an Xbox, one buys the Stadia. Uh, they both go home. One guy's, you know, connecting the Xbox, setting up the power supply, you know, routing the cables and everything to wherever they've got it set up, and then turning it on and doing like a, you know, two gigabyte update, you know, waiting for the, the system to load up. And then once they're in, they're creating an account to get in and everything. Whereas someone, you know, the other person that's got Stadia, you know, gets the Stadia app on their phone signs in with their Google account and they're ready to play as soon as they hook up that Chromecast ultra to their TV. There is nothing else. That's no, I know, it's not, no doubt. That's very convenient, but I don't think it's outside of its convenientness. It doesn't sound very consumer friendly. No, not at all. And that's why I think you got to wait a little while for it to really prove out. But if you're just curious about the tech, I mean, it was $130. I don't want to throw it around like, oh, you know, that's that's nothing. It, it's certainly something. <laughs> but for me, I've spent way more money on much dumber things. Right? So, <laughs> this is, this so I, I'm, I'm more than happy to check out new tech and, and see what it's like and, you know, be able to share that with the you know the listeners on the podcast. Yep. In the end, the controller is so, impressive, so though. Stadia. Uh, yeah. right here. Mm -hmm. The yeah, technology is impressive. Yeah. And then convenience factor is impressive. Let's, Certainly. Let's hear about this other service. NDA. Sure. I'm not sure. We're not sure. <laughs> yeah. But we know we know we know that Rob and I have been accepted into the X Cloud preview, which is Microsoft's um, streaming option, cloud mm -hmm. gaming. But also, and this is what their platform is and moving toward, is where your Xbox or Xbox One 
um, or the new Xbox will become your cloud for gaming, meaning you will be able to uh, stream from your Xbox to your devices. Uh, It's not clear what devices, but at the moment, we've been accepted to the Android uh, or tablets. So so Android phones or or tablets. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. So, okay, in this case... Um, you know, you you would go to xCloud and, and Microsoft's site and you would sign up for a preview. They ask you, because it's a, really just some basic questions. The idea is that what phone do you use? Obviously, because they probably want to beta test um, users with those specific phones. And then maybe I think maybe two or three questions regarding uh, a Microsoft account or something like that. And then you sign mm-hmm. up. Uh, within two weeks, I think I got I got in, you got in? Yeah, that's right. And then uh, we I, we were able to try it out. In my experience, um, uh, it's, I I had to buy a I had to buy yes I had to buy an, an Xbox I have an Xbox One but I had to buy the new wireless controller that has Bluetooth. Yes, the old Xbox One like the release Xbox yes. One controllers do not have Bluetooth in them, mm-hmm. um, and you can tell. And I and Microsoft's uh, Microsoft's uh, um, description is that if you're have if you're if your Xbox button is surrounded by a separate plastic thing, then you do not have Bluetooth. If it's all plastic, then it does have Bluetooth. So basically the new ones have Bluetooth. I was able to hook it up really quick when I got mine because it was it was on sale for like 40 bucks on, on uh, Amazon for Black Friday area. So it's fun. Yeah, and you can, you can find a lot. The new controllers are nice. Yes, they're very nice. Xbox very nice. controllers are some of the best. And really anything after the Xbox S was released is what is Bluetooth. So if you have an Xbox S or yeah. newer, you have a Bluetooth controller. Um, I don't think they even sell the old ones anymore unless you get like a right. Game. But if you were a launch launch title uh, purchaser, then yeah, you you have a obsolete hardware. You should just if yours, <laughs> if yours says Xbox Xbox 2013 like mine does on there. Yeah, but I have it. a nice blue and gray controller now. Uh, it's very Ooh. nice. Um, and then I just basically went to the preview app. It's an application. You you load it up on your Android phone. You sign in via your Microsoft um, account. It registers. Uh, and you may have a different experience, Rob, but you can clarify this. But the idea was that I could log in, see my library of um, of the streaming, the games, the games that I can stream mm-hmm. to my phone, and that's yeah, from that's a key, the cloud. Key distinction, right? In this case, I didn't have to. I only, the only thing I had to do was hook up my Bluetooth um, uh, Xbox controller, where I just picked the game. I picked Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I had a save in that. I'm already playing on my Xbox. I loaded up. It says link your Bluetooth controller, and I, I did. Really easy, simple, within seconds. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, loaded up the game. Now, my experience with this game, I have, I played two games, and I played for about two hours for, for not for each game, but two hours in general. Was let's loaded up Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is pretty. I would say it, it's on the high end for games, especially for the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, load times were pretty slow. Uh, you could see some visual ta- tearing. Um, responsiveness was okay though the graphics was actually pretty good the, the issue was that i got into a cutscene and then it could just completely crash and i and i was testing my my speed at the time and it was my my wireless it was all on wireless and on my phone by the way streaming to my phone is all i had high connection speed so it was probably the services side um so i had to dip out on that after basically 30 30 minutes of gameplay so I get my feedback, then tried a different game. A different game meaning, like I tried a more simpler game, like Ori and the Blind Forest. It is 3D rendered in like a 2D world, um, but it looks very visually pleasing and it plays very nice. Uh, played that for about an hour, or, or and close to maybe 
maybe two hours. And I really, really enjoyed that. Um, no tearing. Visuals were perfect. Gameplay was perfect. My, you know, the idea of, of that, like very low feedback um, and no tearing. Uh, I, I, I was very, very much enjoying that. If I could play on mobile and just see a full-fledged game from that service, mm. I gave, I'm, I'm giving that a high review. So I'm going to try some different games out for the xCloud. Um, I'm not sure about an NDA. I don't think we had sent an NDA or anything like that. So uh, I'm just going to say high regards. I'm going to keep giving feedback because this service seems like the next uh, the next platform for Microsoft. That'd be Rob. Yes. My gears. Just try gears out. See how gears. Oh, gears. That's a good point. Right. That'd be fun. But Rob, I think you had a different experience. Let me see real quick. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm. Um... <laughs> Let's see. This show was not brought to you by Google or Microsoft. So I didn't note this one as far as where we are on the time, but give me a quick second. I'm checking to see, because we (laughs) might be under NDA. We might be. I don't know. I I thought we weren't. I didn't have to sign or anything. I wouldn't think it would be NDA for that kind of thing. Because, I mean, it's not like it's something they already haven't talked about. (laughs) Rob's like, I am not talking. You're not allowed to stream it. Let me see. Project X Cloud. Sorry. I'm like, hold on. Before we, like, we might just want to, like, edit some of this but i don't i mean obviously the part where it's just dead air but it looks like it's oh yeah i don't see any nda or anything okay yeah so um we'll pick it back up in in a little bit here i i did not keep long i i read it i i skimmed it the idea is long story short you're not supposed to show what you're you're using the product with a picture or video so yeah (laughs) yeah don't share information i guess it's don't share information about it but mm. but you can talk about it, it says. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Like a tech report or... Yeah, the tech report part, right. That's what I read too. I think that's fine. Okay. Yeah, so we're okay. That, we'll uh, cut that out. So it's about three minutes here of dead air and hemming and hawing. Okay, so we'll pick it back up and uh, you had thrown it over to me, so you were done with whatever you were saying. That's right. You said, what was your experience with it? So. Yep. I'll pick up with my experience in three, two, one. So my my experience with this was pretty similar to yours. Um, I had a you know very easy setup installation. Um, I have just an absolute boatload of Xbox games. My library is you know pretty pretty substantial. So I was I was surprised when I logged in and saw what was there. It, it was actually still pretty good. Um, it wasn't my entire library um, or even even like a huge part of it but i would say there was at least 50 games available um yeah wow. which is which is pretty solid now that might also be because i'm a member of game pass as well same and, uh, same yeah, that, yeah. That's yeah. Probably, yeah now yeah. i think if you are a game pass member project x cloud is going to make a ton of sense for you because you're going to be able to stream all these games under that and i don't know what their pricing structure is going to look like but if you're already doing Game Pass, I think you're probably set. 
Um, I can't oh, imagine man. they would charge extra. Yeah, I would hope that would be. I would hope that'd be included. That'd be a cool. Yeah, feature. that well, that would be a compelling reason to pay fifteen dollars a month because I think a lot of people upgraded and switched over to this uh, to this deal when they got the three years for a dollar kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Microsoft didn't. Well, think that or they did. They got everyone. You know, they yeah, got everyone on the on the on the feed now. Um, but what's going to happen is at the end, I don't think a lot of people are going to say, okay, now I'm ready to start paying $15 a month for this. Um, but if you got streaming as part of it, mm, that's a very compelling use case. It's still more expensive than Stadia, mm-hmm. but the game selection is undeniable at this point. So my experience with it, I didn't put as much time as you did into it, Andrew. I, I had somewhat less time. I think I've only been actually aware that I was in the program for like three days now. Um, <laughs> So I tried out uh, Vermintide 2, which is one of my favorite games. Oh, yeah. I played this on uh, PC. And it's not what I would call a Twitch game, but there's a lot going on all the time. All the time. And when I played it, it felt laggy. Um, the Yeah, the input controls uh, seemed to take some time going back and forth. It, it wasn't the smoothest thing, although it was playable. So I'm going to throw that out there. I didn't. It wasn't awful. I wasn't, you know, so deterred that I was going to, you know, not do this again. Uh, but my 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 first inclination is that this is probably going to be great for like lower cost games like Ori in the Blind Forest or, you know, Bloodstained or something like that, where it's not like super um, high fidelity graphics. Uh, but anything that's going to have a lot of stuff going on at you, you're going to struggle because there's going to be pixelation. There's going to be tearing. And there's truthfully just a whole lot of stuff being rendered at one time. It's going to be a little bit harder to see. Um, and some of that might have been just the fact that I'm playing this on a phone. And that game is meant for, you know, a 27-inch monitor or a, you know, 55-inch screen, right? Very true. So so that, that, seem- that made a difference. And it seems like really the the summary for these services are it is convenient but they're still working on the technologies to sort of perfect the lag input or at least the high high fidelity graphics part because really you're like all it is is streaming a compressed version of what you're getting and trying to relay that to you while also feeding um the inputs and making an experience it's hard to do um but it's really it's getting there that's that's the whole point right and if these two services are in beta i think the future of gaming could be there you know we don't basically don't have to have consoles we can have our own little cloud services and start yeah. to have that game system that we really want and play anywhere we want mm-hmm. how we want yep well when some big news came out uh just today maybe uh maybe yesterday it might have actually dropped uh but the um ceo of xbox uh main main guy over there i forget his name but he said he is already playing on the um, Scarlet at home. Uh, and people are playing with him online and they don't know that they're playing with a Scarlet console. Ooh. Yeah. I knew there was hidden advantages. <laughs> <laughs> the ex- only the executives get, get it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Phil, Phil yeah. Spencer, right? He's got a Phil better Spencer, connection. He said he is out there. He is playing. And... Um, a lot of people are, you know, testing and it's seamless. So they did promise that uh, Project Scarlet will run all current Xbox games. That's nice. 
Yeah. So it's really nice. I'm really excited about the future of this stuff because it seems like, and maybe this is going to sound a little bitter, but they really screwed up when they put out the PS4 <laughs> and the uh, the Xbox One. Um, the Xbox One just mm. wasn't the console anyone wanted, and both of them were super underpowered. You know, it was it was kind of embarrassing. It's true. It's true. And then of course the the games had to kind of keep up. And like for instance, you put a God of War in a in a release PS4, it's struggling a little bit. It's a little mm-hmm. bit. Oh yeah. And then of course they came they had to come out they have to come out with the new, these next pro systems, which maybe the next one will think about that more and just give you the high the high hardware that they it needs to to actually do what it is. Definitely. Or sell both up front. Like I think it was the streaming box and then and or the bigger one with actual hardware in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's actually what's being teased right now is the new Xbox. They're going to have a cheaper, smaller streaming only edition. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's out there. I, I think we're going to see a very different console release next time, and it's not going to be, you know, whatever that Xbox One mess was with the Kinect and the you know HDMI in from your cable box. Exciting. No, it's, it's, totally well, it's kind of funny because when they when they did first start talking about the Xbox uh, One initially, they said there was going to be a discless thing. It's all going to be digital downloads, and everybody hated oh, you, it. Yeah. But now, still need to have discs, we're kind of leaning yeah, toward that. Yeah, they're making that. it sound like, oh, you can, if you're online, you know, you can, uh, you don't need your, your disc anymore after you're online. Yeah, basically, this is what they wanted to begin with with Xbox One, but they mm-hmm. got so much feedback. It was, too, it was early. too early for it. Too early. Now, with the, with the streaming services and having better platform and in this case they're get they're getting more uh developers more studios under them yeah it's yeah i'm hoping for a better xbox uh experience now i just have no freaking idea what what name they're going to come up with xbox 2x i, I don't I have no idea what they're going to come up with no idea <laughs> xbox one part two xbox 20 for a 2020 release mm. The way the names of stuff have been going, it'll probably just be called the Xbox. I hope so. Something simple, please. <laughs> yeah, if they just called it Xbox and it was kind of a rolling release type of deal where new hardware iterations, but always backwards compatible, I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. Or just like the Sega, was it Sega Saturn? You just put stuff on it more and more. <laughs> sure. Right? <laughs> that was the Genesis. You just oh, sorry. It. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, got a new processor. Oh, wait, is this a PC? I have the 32X and the extra RAM cartridge and the Knuckles Chaotix. Look at this guy. Strap one. But it, it wasn't quite as high, you know. As, I know there's a picture out there with all the possible ones connected. It was in its final form. It's final form, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was something special, though, I'll say that. The We Talk Nerd podcast is part of the Pixel Pub gaming community. For more information regarding our community and the games we play, please visit pixelpubgaming.com. Join our Discord partnered community. Gain XP for chatting, earn levels, and enter our giveaways. Please consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash pixelpub. The We Talk Nerd podcast is made possible because of listeners like you. Support us by sharing this podcast with your friends and leaving us a five-star review. See you, nerds.